Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Love. I love relationships. We all have them, need them, or want them. They connect us in this world. Not all relationships are great, but I want to talk about the great ones because they get overlooked. We hear about the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. But when we hear about the beautiful and elevating relationships, that's when we get further in this world and we grow and become more successful. I'm your host, Arielle Levitt. So let's start elevating the love for more positive relationships. This is going to be such a fun conversation because Alicia and her husband, Erwan, have um, been helping couples for over 25 years. You've hooked over 12,000 couples, which is pretty incredible with marriage and relationship advice and everything like that. And you have a whole book of of, of areas that you discuss, which we're going to ha- hopefully dive into a bunch of different areas of between like tantra sex and relationships with working with your partner through um, different stages of a relationship with like raising kids and stuff like that. So let's get into it before I go any further and spoiler alert for everybody, right? So let's start with first off, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you. This is wonderful. How did you and your husband meet? First off, let's start with that. Let's start with the kind of like, how did this form? (laughs) Well, it's a funny story, actually. So I'll start with before we met. So Erwan founded our organization 10 years before we met. So he was lucky for me. He was already deep into studying sexuality and masculine feminine dynamics and relationship and having a foundation of spirit and presence and being and relationship. I mean, I just like hit lottery gold of dating, right? And so his organization was running. I, in the meantime, was in a master's program studying to become a therapist. So that's where I was when we met. I wasn't at the school when we met, but that's where I was in my life. I was Um, about two thirds of the way through my master's program. I was like all getting ready to do my internship and thought I knew where my life was going. And I was finding myself becoming more and more obsessed with everything related to sexuality, especially female sexuality. Cause you know, one cool thing about psychology programs is that you're basically studying yourself the whole time. It's like all of these different modalities and things and how they apply to you, right? So I was exploring my own sexuality and my friend Shana in my program said, hey, Alicia, you gotta meet this guy, Erwan. Like he teaches these classes and there's this course called the pleasure course. And there's this thing called extended orgasm, this sensual technique. And it's just really cool. I just met him, you'll love him. Like, okay. So the first time we, I was like, bring me to this guy. That sounds amazing. Right. Who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? Right. So the first time we actually met was when Shana brought me over to Erwan's apartment in San Francisco and Erwan was leading like a communication games group, you know, sort of social, sort of structured and everybody was sitting in a circle. And I remember walking into the apartment and it was like coming on to a drug. It was like the, there was electricity in the air and everybody was like connecting. Nobody was on drugs that I know about. Everybody was just kind of talking. And um, when Erwan was leading the exercises, oh, he just looked so cute. I just still remember he was wearing these like white yoga Judah pants and black Uggs and like had this cute scruff and he was the leader. I'm like, ooh. So 
I was turned on to him instantly. And that is how we met. We didn't start dating though till a while, a while later because I was in another relationship that was already kind of going downhill when we yeah. met. And I had to wait for that to peter out first. But, and then there's more to the story of how we got together, but that's how we first met. Oh, wow. All right. So maybe we have to, I have to know how you guys got together though, because like you can't leave yes. me hanging. It's like leaving me hanging at the cliffhanger. Like, yes. Well, interestingly, so I was like, so turned on to him and couldn't really do anything about it. Cause I don't, you know, whatever my other relationship ended. And about six months later, we, Erwin and I found ourselves at a retreat workshop thing together. I mean, we hadn't gone together. We hadn't really been in touch, but we were both ended up there. And I remember walking into the kitchen on the first morning of this retreat and like seeing him sitting at the table eating cereal. I'm like, what is he doing here? Oh my God. And like instantly I remembered and I was so excited. And then throughout the whole weekend, you know, it was one of these, I don't know if you've ever done anything like this, but like these retreat workshops where you're like burying your soul and like everybody gets to I see, you know, all this yeah. Yeah, yes. emotional narcissist. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. So we got like really close. I was flirting with him all weekend. And then, and this is a testament to his skill in masculine feminine dynamics. At the end of the weekend, he walked up to me and was like, Hey, that was really fun. You know, would you like to get coffee in the city sometime? Oh. I blew him off so hard because I was scared, but I was like, looked at him like he was crazy. And I'm like, um, I don't know, maybe. And then he did not miss a beat. He's like, all right, well, here's my number. He handed it to me. He said, call me when you're ready. And then he just left. And I was like, oh my God, where are you going? I mean, I was not used to this. I was used to guys, you know, kind of like trying and trying again and trying again and trying again. And he, he saw like, oh, she's moving away from me at this moment. I'm going to move away. And he was so gracious. So, you know, I called him the next week and then it took like four months of that kind of thing. Cause I was scared, you know, yeah, yeah. he was really there and I knew it was going to be intense. So I was like scared and kind of back and forth with him but he just rolled with it and you know eventually we I just it's like I'm being really silly let's hang out <laughs> I mean you have to be ready for it like you knew this is probably going to be like the relationship right like this is going to be it so you well, really yes well what's so funny though is that I he was so outside of who like the what I imagined I would uh, the person I would be with long term mm. he was sort of this like sex teacher out there guy he wasn't like the nice stable Jewish doctor guy that my dad is <laughs> you know he was like Erwan was just like out there and had like a million girlfriends but I was like but you know he had this free life he and that's just what he was doing but I was so drawn to his presence and I was very curious about his sexual skill and he was a great guy, you know? Yeah. So it was, I knew, I didn't know necessarily he'd be like my guy forever at that time, but I knew the experience would be intense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, for like that, that chase to happen, I mean, you, you, obviously we're flirting with him yes. and then you resisted him when he came towards you. 
Yes. Fascinating that yes. you, it's like you wanted it, but you didn't. And it was like, it's a dance, right? That dating dance that you do, not you, yes. well, in general people, right? If you notice this with couples. Well, women in general around sexuality, and I'm saying in general, because we're all different, we have different experiences. Um, we, we tend to have um, an interesting relationship with our sexuality and our desires. You know, it's like the, there's a split, there's a very sexual self somewhere in there, right? We're like ravenous. We want to have like amazing experiences and deep intimacy, amazing sex. And then there's a part of us that's like, no, 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 no. Because of whatever, our conditioning, maybe some nasty past experiences, insecurities, ways we were raised, messages we got. So a lot of women, most women to some degree, like we're walking around with a split inside of us, we can have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. And a guy that knows that knows that, that knows that we as women can have a complicated relationship to sexuality, then he can handle that. A guy that can handle that, mm. even, you know, even with, with couples that have been married for a really long time. I mean, those are, that's often where a lot of sexual issues arise for a lot of reasons, which we can get into, but a guy that knows how to handle a woman's sexual psychology is, you know, it's a good thing. That's hard. I mean, not a lot of guys know how to do that. No, most guys are kind of clueless about it. Bless their hearts. I mean, yeah. and of course they're clueless, like who most women can't even like explain it to the, you know, we, we often are a little bit clueless about like, wow, why do I want two things at once? You know, why am I feeling so ashamed, but so ravenous? And then, you know, for some women, this isn't as much of an issue, but for some women, it really, really is. And so that's a lot of what we, we do, you know, in terms of educating men mm. about women and also women, how to really, you know, express ourselves and heal that split and really feel whole and complete with ourselves. Have you noticed that the, um, like feminine masculine energy has like shifted a lot more lately or like in general with, yeah, with yes. dating, right? Oh my gosh. Well, my experience is kind of like neither neither sex can win. Yeah. We, we're like shifted away from the 1950s model of like macho man and submissive woman. But now it's kind of like men are supposed to be safe and sensitive, but they're also supposed to be like masculine and, and aggressive and active. And then we as women are supposed to be like strong and independent and, and like not need anybody, but also surrendered and sexy and alluring and it's kind of like what you know and the polarity it's like everything's becoming very homogenized and that difference between the masculine and the feminine is kind of get it's 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 challenge right now it's it's a challenge but i also believe we're moving towards a better place <laughs> you know no, 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 it's no, a I lot don't, but it's, it's a lot yeah i don't disagree with that because it's like so i'm single and i'm dating right now and it's like uh, it, it's hard because like men, I feel like don't really know how to act because it's like women come on very strong. Then some other women like, you know, want to pay the bill. And then, I mean, I personally like that a guy would want to pay the bill more traditional a little bit. And, yeah. and it's, it's just such a, like, 
what's going on? And like, how do we handle this? I guess is where mm-hmm. I'm kind of going from like as a dating, as dating out there right now, like, how do you, what do you suggest? <laughs> I'm so glad you're asking this because we work equally if not more with singles than couples, like I would say 65% to 35%, or maybe it's more 60, 40. We work with tons of couples, but, but equally singles, you know, and it's a really big issue. And, you know, maybe 10 years ago or something, I'm going to be teaching one of our classes and we get to the section on masculinity and femininity or whatever, we would say, okay, these are sort of the typical masculine traits and these are the typical feminine traits. And people would be like, yep, totally. And then we'd go on. Now you kind of can't do that. You know, there's a lot of charge of like, what is masculine? What is feminine? Am I supposed to be some way? Am I supposed to be some other way? So the way that we recommend handling this is really feeling into where you're drawn. Like, what are you drawn to? What do you want? Like, if you're a single woman and you really like to um, have a guy pick up the tab, you know, you like to be the one that receives the flowers, you'd like to be taken out. I would totally stick to that and ask for that. And if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I'm kind of feeling the like 50-50 vibe, or I want to I want to split, or I want to take him out. I want to be the one walking across the dance floor and asking the guy out, do that. So do whatever feels right to you. Yes, because people, in my experience, are looking for chemistry, like polarity. It's like when you go out on a date, you want to feel like, ooh, you know, that spark. Yeah. And the source of the spark is a difference between the two. So like what's happening now a lot is that both people are fighting for one position. Like the woman's fighting to pay the bill, but the man's fighting to pay the bill or both don't want to or something. So you really want to be with someone who wants to play the other pole that's how you create chemistry. Um, like, yeah, you want to, you'll be taken out and I'm, I'm that way too. You know, you just like that. It's whatever, for whatever reason, it feels good. Just go out with guys that are, that are into that, you know, or if the guy is sort of thinking, oh, well, it's now, you know, the PC thing is that we split it because whatever you can just nicely be like, oh, you know, this is so fun. And like, I, I love being taken out to dinner. You know, you can, you know, you can pick up the bill, you know, you just clue them in. That's interesting. I like that, like a sudden hint. And yeah. just to the guy, like, because I feel like some guys just don't have, um, they're, they're, they're clueless. They just don't know what to do. Yes. And so they get in trouble if they're, they're like damned if they do and damned if they don't, I you know? Feel so, I mean, I work with a lot of guys and they really feel that way. And especially around that. And also, around even looking at a woman, you know, it's like the, I think the Me Too movement in its core is amazing. Like our voices need to get out there. And um, I really respect it. And I think that there's been, there have been some repercussions in terms of men feeling like they can't even look at a woman anymore without feeling like they're overstepping or offending. And they're like, what do I do? I want to show interest, but I don't want to like offend. It's kind of a mess. So yeah. And then the women get upset because they're like, this guy's not showing me any, like, yes. It's like, why is he not checking me out? Why is he not complimenting me? And it's, yeah. So I really recommend, I mean, there's psychological work involved in dealing with all of these like feelings and issues that come up around, you know, 
domination or not being dominated or feeling like you're being respected or loved or seen or whatever. There's a lot of things that get triggered in a romantic relationship. But I also just recommend people go towards what they're drawn to. Like just go towards what you're drawn to and find somebody that, you know, likes to play the opposite role. So it's, and it's okay if a guy is more feminine because a woman might be more masculine in her energy, I guess is what I'm yeah, referring to, not the, yeah. Yes, and it's true. It can, and, and sometimes it's difficult because sometimes that's sort of learned. There can be a shell of, you know, I see a lot of women we work with, they live, work in corporate environments. They have to be kind of in charge and tough mm -hmm. and in a particular masculine world and have trouble switching that off in the romantic realm. So they might attract a man who, maybe hasn't had a more developed masculine side, but they may not be happy with it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if yeah. you're truly happy, like with, as a woman, you really want to play the masculine role and you find a guy that wants to really be more in his feminine and that works and there's hot chemistry. Great. If there's not, and there's a struggle, then there's just kind of layers to deal with. Yeah. 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 So when you're coaching singles, because this is so interesting, mm -hmm. um, what are you, what are you finding? What are you coaching them about? What's, what's the, yeah, I'm just kind of curious because I, I understand like couples obviously have ups and downs in different relationships and we'll get into that in a minute, but I'm just, it starts as a single, right? You're a single person before you get into a relationship. So how are you um, guiding or how you get relationships? Like what's prepping yeah. them, I guess. It's a really good question. So people come to us with all sorts of goals and we work with both singles and couples and sometimes couples will come to us having been together for 30 years. Sometimes couples will come to us a couple years into their relationship and there's lots of single people that come to us either you know, completely single, or maybe they're dating somebody, or maybe they're getting out of a marriage they've been in for years, and they're newly single. Mm. It's just any anyone, basically, people who thrive in our work are people that are interested in growing and developing in their romantic lives and their sex lives. Like, that's basically all um, you need to bring. So singles come to us that want to learn how to successfully date Mm -hmm. And often, you know, they want to find their soulmate. They want to gain the skills to like successfully start a relationship and then have that continue to thrive as it goes through the stages of relationship. So yeah. the way that we work with, with everybody is through our five part method, which I think you were referring to earlier. We start with yeah. psychological aspect. You have to start with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So we support you in uncovering what we call your relationship blueprint, which is like your, your conditioning from the past, you know, like how you learned to see yourself and see the world and see men and in your past experiences, right? We all picked up a lot and then we carry that forward. So you want to bring light to that. So you're not acting out of the past in your relationships because it's very limiting. So that's the first step. The second step is we call it contact, making contact with your deepest self. You know, that you that exists outside of any labels, any personality, characteristics, anything, you know, your soul, your spirit, your being, whatever you want to call it. 
we teach a lot of meditation and body practices. So, you know, I mean, when you approach your love life with awareness of your psychology and like really grounded in who you are, you're already in a really good place. So I was gonna say ahead of the game, you know, it's not a competition, but it's, you know, you're, you're in a good place. You're like, here I am. And then the third part's all about chemistry, like how you create chemistry between you and the opposite sex. Cause you know, you go on a date and you're kind of like, there was either chemistry or there wasn't chemistry or you're in a relationship and the chemistry was there and now it's gone. And most people are victimized by that. You know, we, we think, well, it just wasn't there. So I should move on to the next person. But Erwan and I have found that you can like deliberately create chemistry. You can learn flirting skills and seduction skills and how to communicate with the opposite sex to turn them on. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that turn chemistry up. So like you could set up a date for success by interacting with the guy in particular ways that are very natural. It's not like not being yourself. That'll like bring out the best in him, you know? Yeah, no, I, I just want to, before we go on to the other numbers, I just want to interject for just a second, but it's the art of seduction, right? And we have lost that as a society, I think, over the years. So I think that's so cool that you guys focus on that as one of your points, because I think that's such an important point. Um, it's so easy because we've swiped with all the apps or we just oh, they'll go to the next one or whatever. The, the pond is big or the fish, are the, there's so many fish in the ocean or whatever the expression yes. is, right? Like, <laughs> but I think that's so important that you guys focus on, on that. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's, it's my experience is like, it's what wants to happen. It's sort of what you yeah. hope for. Like when you're going to go on a date, like you want that, that right. juicy fun thing. And of course it's 2021 and a big way to meet people is online. And that's, you know, there's ways to be successful in that and have that be fun versus like an energy suck and frustrating. And, you know, so there's, it, it's just, it's like what wants to happen. So, so that's the third part. The fourth part, which you also mentioned in the beginning in the intro is, um, gaining the skills that have every stage of relationships succeed, kind of like a roadmap, like, okay, well, when you're initially meeting the person or the seduction and flirting, here's some good skills. Here's what they are. Here's how to do them. You know, then when you're dating the person, here's some things to pay attention to. Here's how you transition from that into something more committed. So there's that. And then finally, there's um, sexuality. I mean, sexual skill, cultivating your sexual potential. So that's kind of in general how we support singles. And it's always according to what you want, you know, what your goals are and what you're dealing with. Of course, of course. I think that encompasses everything, right? Like, I mean, I feel like that's really giving you an amazing foundation. It gives you a it, yeah, I mean, you have to obviously know who you are, what you want. Otherwise, you're not going to attract what you want. Yes. And you're going to you think you want something else. Um, no, it's really becoming comfortable in your own skin. Because if you're not happy with your own self, or if you're not comfortable with what you want, somebody else can't make that comfortable for you. Or, Indeed. Or, or feel good in your own body. Indeed. Which, yes. Yes. It's like focusing on what you bring to the relationship. You know, we, so many of us as human beings, we unknowingly go 
go to get the relationship to fill something or fill a hole. It's just so human to do that. It's not wrong, but it, it, even if the relationship works out, it's like not, there, there's a potential that a relationship can reach when both people are really centered in themselves and giving and like really into the, the role, quote unquote, they want to play. And, um, you know, when you're a happy person coming into a relationship versus looking to the relationship to make you happy, it's just a different game. You know, it's, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, it, well, setting you up for success and that's what you're doing with your clients. You're setting mm -hmm. them up for the best relationship that they can possibly have. Yes. And it's like, we didn't learn. I mean, we learned a little, like we learned some important stuff about safe sex and mm -hmm. we whatever we learned from our parents and our teachers, but we didn't really learn how to have a successful relationship. So <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it. and it's so interesting because since we're on this side of topics, <laughs> I'm going to bring up like this topic of, of sexuality and, and, and stuff like that. Um, as women, we get once like a kiss happens or obviously sex, right? We, all this is the sudden, this emotion, this, the, the chemical, right? Yeah. Releases in our body and changes our whole perception of things a little bit. And so what do you recommend if, if you're dating, what would you say to hold off, go with the flow, how you feel like, Mm -hmm. And are you right referring to, to like when to have sex or what do you mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like as you're dating, like when is the appropriate time to have sex because, yes. or, or have that physical, really like intimate time, because even kissing can be very intimate and, and wild and crazy, I guess, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. No intercourse is just one of the sex acts, you know, mm -hmm. in our culture, we're very, kind of intercourse oriented and tend to discount the other sex acts, but there are many, as you're saying, you know, many ways to connect that are intense and intimate. And um, yeah, so we get this question a lot and um, there's no formula, but what I say is um, you both want to be present, like present with yourself in touch with yourself present with the other person and what they might be wanting. And you can just let it flow, but you want to be with yourself. Like if you kind of know yourself is like, oh my God, I usually, you know, have sex with a guy on the first day and then, and then I'm like attached and then he's like avoidant. Well, maybe you might want to experiment with taking it a little slower, you know, just to see what that's like. Um, if you're a person that like, kind of this rule bound and you're not supposed to, you know, you, your upbringing is like no sex before marriage and you're not doing that, but you feel like, oh my God, we have to be in this like super long-term relationship before we have sex, which is great if that's what you want. But if you're dating people that that's not what they want, then you might want to look at, wow, do I want to loosen up a little earlier and just go with the flow, you know? So it's, um, it's not a straight answer. <laughs> I'm giving you, but you just want to be like, be, be there and then, yeah. and then go. And then of course be safe, right? With safe sex and COVID and all of this. Right. So many things to worry about now. <laughs> I know. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> you probably don't envy anybody who's dating right now. You're like, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I met Erwan before online dating was like a thing. So yeah. I'm like, you know, we, we, we've studied it a lot to be able to support our singles, but I've never done it. And I, 
if you're not, if you don't have like a strategy, it can just feel very frustrating. So I feel for, I feel for you. <laughs> it's, it's so fascinating because, um, I'm definitely more of one that I like to I personally like to meet somebody naturally, like, um, yes. or like just have, start up a conversation or even be, um, set up with somebody mm-hmm. I feel like is just more me than the actual app dating, but I am app dating because I'm not going to not do that either. Um, plus I find it very fun and interesting also. Um, and I don't even know where I was going with that. I just keep talking about, I'm talking about my dating life. I, I, I invite that. That's great. You know, one thing I'll say is that I definitely recommend that people like supplement their looking for dates by doing in-person things. I mean, I'm apt fine. You know, it's 2021. That's how people are meeting people and it can go well, but it's really good to stick with the old fashioned go to a house party, like go to a bar with some girlfriends, you know, and, and, or whatever, and yeah. meet people that way. That's very good. And no, you can talk about your dating life all you want, because that's ultimately why you're doing this. You're interested in love and, and relationship, right? Of course, helping yes, people, but you know, exactly. yourself included. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just want people to have elevated relationships as you do too. I love it. It's, um, and like, it sounds like it's like, there's no exact recipe, right? Because like in the 1950s, there was, I mean, you were, I don't know if you were happy, but you were knew kind of what to do. There was yes. a more of a manual. There now, was. Now it's, it's a free, free for all, right? Like <laughs> it's a free for all. You can be any gender. You can dress any way you want. You can play any role, which is so great. I mean, there's fluidity and there's people can go to what they want and there's acceptance of that but it, but you know a little guidance is good in there too i think often people feel a little bit lost like oh my god now i have all these ways i could be and so the, the guidance is really tuning into what you're drawn to you know like what do you what do you want yeah there's no shame you know it's kind of like oh we're supposed to want all these like alternative things now some people say i'm supposed to now I want an open relationship or I should, I should date both men and women or, you know, cause there's freedom now to really express ourselves, but that includes freedom to be yourself. If you want, you know, a certain kind of relationship. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. Um, just this whole, right. I love, I love, I started a podcast because I love relationships, but, um, like how, how you're just dating these days, right? How dating is happening, but also relationships in general. And like, they say the first year of marriage is the hardest and which is kind of funny, right? To think about that mm-hmm. because I don't know if you found that with you and Erwan, if that it was the first, if the first year of marriage was the most difficult or a difficult year. You know, what's so funny is it was so long ago because we've been together for almost 20 years. We got married about maybe 12 years ago. And, but I do, I don't remember what happened. So I don't have any like stories, but I do remember thinking, oh, there's something to that. Um, (laughs) That the first year of marriage is the hardest. I think we definitely went through some stuff, but I can't remember. Um, I do remember though the first couple of years after our son was born. Our son is five. He's the light of our life. So amazing. And it was hard. I mean, it was like, we thought 
we were so prepared and it's good we were a little mentally prepared for like the huge train that hits your relationship when the child comes and the impact on sleep and, and attraction and time spent together. But like, even we were like, oh my God, this is intense. Like we went into it like, oh, we got this. Cause you know, we support couples in this. And like, no, we, we were not immune to like, I'm exhausted. And like, he's like, where are you? And you know, Aiden, you know, our kid and everything. We've worked through it, but I'm, I'm more present to like, it's really true <laughs> how much it changes your relationship. Well, they say like, so obviously when you have a kid and a sex life, right? Changes, you're exhausted. You're taking care of somebody. You so how are you keeping your relationship together through that time? Because that's, yeah, it's a hard time. It is, it, it is. And it all comes down to practices. It's like literal time spent with the other person doing certain things. Mm -hmm. So we have four practices that we train all of our students in and I'll list them, but then I'll also kind of go more deeply into a couple of them. So meditation is the first one, which you can meditate in lots of different ways, but it's basically um, quiet time, you know, for yourself. Second practice is psychological inquiry. I'll get into what that is in a moment. Third practice is body practice. So just anything that gets you in your body um, doesn't have to be intense exercise. It could just be walking around your lawn with your shoes off or it could be yoga or could be exercise. And then there's sensual practice. So what Erwin and I did is we like tripled down on these practices, psychological inquiry and sensual practice. So what psychological inquiry is, is just, you can do it by yourself, but you can also do it with a person where you're taking turns, sharing what's going on for you in the moment, like what you're feeling emotionally, what you're thinking about, what's happening for you. And what Erwan and I do is we set a timer for just 10 minutes each. You don't get to interrupt the other person. It's not a conversation. It's not like you're going to complain about the other person during the 10 minutes. It's more like, wow, you know, I've been feeling kind of disconnected. And like, I notice I'm feeling kind of sad. And like, wow, this is the first time I've even slowed down in, in three days. And oh, okay. And you're just sort of like talking out loud, inquiring into your own experience. And it's amazing, like the connection that comes from that. So that's one of the practices. We do that three evenings a week and it's 20 minutes each, you know, just then there's sensual practice, which is super important, especially after having a kid. And we think everybody would do well to do sensual practice. Now it doesn't have to be intercourse. It doesn't even have to be sexual at all, but we have a set of touching practices that we've designed. Singles can do them together, couples, and they range from like very non-sexual, like one person lays down and the other person sits up by their side and puts one hand on their heart and one hand on their abdomen, give some nice like new agey music on and you just kind of breathe. And it's so like nurturing and you have this physical contact and you can switch roles. 
And there's a spectrum. These exercises can get more sensual. It can go into clitoral stroking and it can then lead to other things. So it doesn't need to be not sexual, but it doesn't need to be sexual. So having, we do that almost every morning together. It, wow. it's, yeah, it's really, really helpful for keeping that connection. And again, it's not two hours, yeah. 45 minutes, you know, it could be less, could be more. So that's how we did it is we were like, all right, you know, we were already kind of doing it, but because we didn't have a kid yet, we didn't have to be as intentional. Yeah. But we that's just what I was thinking, like, because then all of a sudden you're adding this whole other element, this like tornado into your life in a way. Yes. And like a, a happy, loving tornado. <laughs> yes, it was a very good thing, but it definitely like, you know, shook everything up. And the touching practices are great too, because for example, you know, I gave birth vaginally and like couldn't have intercourse for a while, you know? And like, it was just amazing to have his hands on me or like other kinds of touch and mm-hmm. we stayed connected. So that's how we do it. It's like, seems a little, I don't know, practical, but it's like managing the time and the space of your relationship. And there doesn't have to be like, I mean, you said you do it for 45 minutes. Does it have to be, or can it be like for 10 minutes? Like even if you just to have time to connect with each other and that. Yep. It can totally be for 10 minutes. Cause one of the biggest things couples tell us is like, we don't have time, yeah. you know, by the time, even people with no kids, I mean, people are just busy. And like busy with their phones, busy with their jobs, busy with Netflix, busy with family, busy. And so you, it's like a priority thing and there's no judgment. Maybe all you can manage at a certain point is like, let's just do deep touch both ways for 10 minutes, you know? Wow. That's so special. That's a very special time to like for mentally and then physically to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're, it's, it's so important because we're so distracted on our, like as society, we're so distracted on our devices and then watching shows together, or like you said, having no time together. Right. It's really hard. And, um, I think that's a wonderful practice that you can do together to stay connected. Yes. It's so simple. And it's so funny because a lot of couples are like, you know, I'll coach them sometimes in the sessions. Well, I will like lead them through the touching practices. And every time they're like, we need to do this more. And then when it comes down to it though, we just as human beings sometimes have a little mechanism of avoidance or, you know, we legitimately are exhausted. We just want to zone out in front of Netflix or whatever. That's okay. But you kind of have to takes a little, I hate, you know, I, I don't hate the word discipline, but I don't love using it in this context because it's not like you want to make yourself do something, but you kind of want to like, what's my priority here? You know, do I want to like water the tree of my relationship for a little bit? Yeah. People say um, relationships are work or marriage is work. Do you feel that is true or do you feel that it's, it's just enjoyable is just not work, but just your love of the life of how you want to live. Like, I don't know how do, what, what is your feeling on that expression? I guess is what I'm trying to say is um, when they say marriage is work, you really have to work hard. Yeah, I, I definitely get, I like what, how you said it. I mean, cause I don't love the word you got to work on it or work on your relationships. Like, ugh, you know, who wants to work on something? Mm-hmm. 
but it does. And then you said, I don't know how you said it, but it's like, when, like when people are on their deathbeds, they're not like, I wish I worked more. I wish I like had my house looking better. They're like, I wish I spent more time with my loved ones. Or if they did, they're like so happy. Like all they can think about is the people they loved most and the intimacy. So relationship takes not forgetting that and knowing what your priority is ultimately, and then setting your life up to express that. Again, it comes down to practices and what's in your calendar and like, it's not like every time I go to do these, you know, our sensual practice, I'm like, oh, yippee. I mean, I'm always excited, but I'm not like this, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm working. I should really get this done. And oop, it's 9.15 time for our practices. And I'm a little like avoidant, you know, it's not, I'm human, you know, we all feel that way, but it's like, well, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Are you going to go downstairs and get in bed with them? Yes. You know, so um, it takes intention, I guess, rather than work. Intention. I love that. Yeah. Intention. I think that's so much, uh, yeah, that, that feels so much more right. Right. Like it more, yeah. it sits with you a little bit better than because when people keep saying it's work, I'm like, oh my gosh, then who wants to get married? Right. Like, I know. It's like, well, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to work. I already work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Intention. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have enjoyed my conversation so much with you. And there's so many areas that to talk about, you are like a a wealth of knowledge. You are just, (laughs) you're just so amazing and wonderful to talk with. I've enjoyed it. But before we go, let's just let everybody know where they can find you and and get connected with both of you. Sure. And I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and be happy to do it again sometime. I just love how you I don't know, your conversation, your questions, your authentic interests, you're just bright and glowy and so fun. So there's an easy way for people to be able to get in touch with us. And this includes you too. So for anybody who is interested in learning more about our work, I offer a free love life consultation. So it's a one-on-one conversation, ideally through Zoom, because that's the most fun we can see each other. And we'll get personal. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me about your love life, your sex life, your goals, your challenges, you know, I'll coach you a little. And then if it looks like Erwan and I can support you more, I'll lay out how we work with people. We have all sorts of programs. Pretty much all of them are online, you know, group coaching classes and private coaching and sensual skills training classes and all kinds of stuff. So I'll lay all that out and you can do one if you want to. The way to set up the free consultation, and I'll get you this information also for the show notes, but you can either text our school, the number is 415-308-9580. It's 415-308-9580, or I'll give you a link. People can just click the link. You just fill out your information and I'll get it. And then I'll contact you to set it up. And our website is pleasurecourse.com. If you want to just kind of go check it out first and that's how to do it. And then Instagram and are you guys on Instagram? Yep. We're on Instagram and it's Erwan Devon Teachings, which the spelling is always weird. So I'll give it to you so people can find us on Instagram too. 
Yes. And I'll make sure everything's in the show notes and post about it on Instagram too. And everywhere else. That's great. Um, But I'm just been so wonderful talking with you and I think what you and Erwan are doing is just so needed and so incredible. So thank you so much for doing your work to help us all have more elevating relationships. <laughs> My pleasure. I so enjoy being here every Monday with you and digging into relationships. But before I see you next week, if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend or write a review on iTunes. I appreciate your support and love staying connected on Instagram or on the Facebook group, Elevate Love. So if you want to see some behind the scenes or tell me your thoughts on the episode, join me on Instagram at elevate.love.xo. Until next time.